podcast we're live i'm samantha tomlinson and i'm jocelyn pontiano i gotta stop saying that because <laughs> i realize <laughs> i'm not meaning it that way <laughs> so uh so basically yeah we're back happy new year uh uh, you know, things were happening, so we couldn't record earlier, and Josie got COVID, and she's better, and, and, and... <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so why don't we kick it off with uh, the current trend, not, not, wait, yeah, trending, yeah, trending. Um, trending, current, yeah. Newest, uh, newest <laughs> Kickstarter release, uh, Soul. It was originally scheduled to come out in, like, what, June 2020, but, you know, COVID. So, uh, <laughs> it came out December 25th, uh, 2020, and this is, I think, their 22nd film. I was trying to count, and I'm like, actually, that makes sense, because there is the character 22. I, mm-hmm. would, I would not be surprised if that's not a coincidence. <laughs> Um, huh. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think about that. I was just trying to, like, look up, like, what number is this? And excluding, like, shorts they've made, I think this is, like, their 22nd, like, feature. Mm-hmm. Um, which is insane to think about. Uh, but anyway, it was directed by Pete Doctor, and this has kind of a crazy cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx is our lead, and Tina Fey plays kind of, like, an unborn soul. Mm-hmm. There's a sentence I never thought I'd say talking about a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tina Fey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Graham Norton, Rachel House, uh, who was actually in Moana. She was the grandma. Uh, David mm-hmm. Diggs, Questlove, Angela Bassett. Um, I mean, she's pretty famous, but like most recent, I'm not most recent. She's uh, she was T'Challa's mother in Black Panther. Um, Fortune. Finister and June Squibb, I guess, just is randomly in there. It's it's a pretty it's a cast. It only really is centered around two people, and then there's two characters, and then a couple of side characters, and then the rest are kind of just background. Um, but it's a yeah. pretty heavily uh, black cast, which is pretty cool. And I I want to this is our so this is our first like current film. We've been going, you know started from the beginning and is our first like you know contemporary piece and what was your initial before we like really get into it i want to ask what's like your initial reaction did you love it did you hate it like it or was it just kind of met you i personally really liked it i think the message was really cool Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely unique. I think that's, like, the first thing. Like, this is so new. Yeah. It's, like, you know, and I think that, like, with its credit alone makes the movie, like, that much more, like, enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But overall, like, I mean, I've only watched it, like, one time. (laughs) Yeah, And then, like, a a few scenes over. But, um, overall, like, I I think it was great. I think it's really great. I'm so sad that it didn't get its movie, like, theater- time <laughs> yeah i uh was i watched it a couple nights ago and i kind of felt that same i i liked it um it is very unique it's very it's definitely not what i was what i expected 
But also, I remember when they first announced it, or maybe the first teaser came out, and the initial description, the movie, the, the story sounded like it was going to be different. Or like a different yeah. angle. Uh, I remember it sounded kind of like, it's it sounded like a musician who like lost his like passion, ergo his soul, and he had to get mm-hmm. it back. That's kind of how it sounded. And that's yeah. not what's happening. <laughs> um, which I think I knew later on. But um, yeah, I've only seen it once. I I liked it. I but I think there were certain there were there was these tiny elements that I kind of was just questioning or but it overall it was yeah very very different. I I can't quite think of what I think the only one I haven't seen Inside Out. I'm sorry. I think the only one that you could maybe <laughs> in terms of in terms of like uh. In, in like world building and like mm-hmm. it, it inside out is kind it's kind of similar to inside out but actually because of the message the message is very important yeah and i think it it actually it's it, i feel like it borders almost uh not quite but it's very close to kind of how you know like how wally and up were very famously like they were not they they it, they weren't toy story they weren't, they weren't Finding yeah. Nemo. They yeah. were very heavy. And this one is pretty heavy. Definitely. There were moments where, I think, more than Inside Out, it reminded me of Zootopia. Okay. Yeah. If you can kind of see that. A little like, bit in, in the organization. Yeah. Of how the, of how the great before mm-hmm. is. Which was really clever. It was really, it was very, uh, kind of like ingeniously designed and funny. And like, you three, you you five are gonna go into the aloof, gonna be aloof, and they all come out with like their arms <laughs> crossed and like I was I was legitimately laughing at that. <laughs> um, yeah, the kind of it's a very uh adorable and clever way to view how. Not, not like, birth and stuff, but how, like, because, you know, like, you could be, like, it's, there's that, you know, the, if your parents didn't, whatever, you were, you were born, it's, how do I word this? (laughs) Everybody, like, basically, uh, (laughs) God, I hope I can cut this part out, the (laughs) um, you know, you wouldn't be you if you hadn't been born when you were. Does that make sense? Or like, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's more playing off that idea of like it's not about necessarily it's it's about kind of the the personality and how you in a yeah. theory can be anyone or you know, um, I think it, yeah. So I did think it was pretty heavy. <laughs> um, it wasn't like up wally heavy where you're just like drowning in your own tears <laughs> but like <laughs> there are a lot of reviews on like imdb of like i was crying <laughs> did you cry I'm crying for soul yes yeah i mean i assumed you you cry I cried when, when i remember when you sent me a snap when you were watching onward and you were like 
Oh my god, it was like a waterfall. <laughs> I, you would have sworn you just told me everyone I have ever known has left me, blocked me, and kicked me out of their life, and I'm now an orphan, and like so many other things. You would have sworn my whole world was yeah. ending, and I was like, I just watched Onward, and it made me cry. But actually, I, I did want to also bring this up. So Onward, that's actually the last movie I saw in theaters. I saw it right when it came out. And I'm glad I did, because then I would have yeah. had to wait until it gone on Disney Plus, which was only what a month later. But mm-hmm. uh, I, so I let me make this point. I loved, I loved Onward. I really did. But uh, I remember something about it was kind of bugging me. It wasn't anything in the movie. It was just like the sense of the movie. And I remember after you watched it, I asked you, and maybe you've changed your mind. I don't know, but at the time you agreed with me. I asked you if it felt like a Pixar movie to you and you said, ah, and I felt this to me felt a little bit more like a Pixar movie. I think the reason why onward didn't was because it was, you know, the whole story, not the, the message because Pixar hammers in the message. Yes. It was a fairy tale (laughs) designed world, which seems more, seemed more Disney as opposed to Pixar. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, but like, the, I think the difference between the two is that Disney has, like, messages, but it's more like it's just woven in as opposed to Pixar, which is, many Pixar movies are, like, clearly trying to tell, uh, mm-hmm. like, I have them do a message, make a message. Mm-hmm. So, I felt this one definitely seemed a little bit more like a Pixar film to me, um, but... Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's it is really it's really very clever and sweet. And uh, I mean, yeah, we'll get into later why you should watch it. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I I think I I do agree though that it, not seeing it in a theater was very weird. And yeah. I don't mean just like like okay, I watched Wreck It Ralph last year for the first time, and I hadn't. <laughs> I I hadn't seen it and that was different because it'd been out for years but also no mm-hmm. it wasn't but like in this case I would I would be seeing it in theaters and I felt like the first like yeah. third of the movie at least I was very aware I felt almost kind of taken out but that's not the movie's quite the movie's fault that's more of just situation yeah and it started off pretty quick. Like, it really got to the point. Like, Oh, yeah. I w- okay, great point. Because I was just like, oh, we're here now. Like, yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, oh, fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So our main character, Joe Gardner, he he is a uh, middle school band teacher. And I, actually, I really did love the uh, Disney intro of, like, you know, When You Wish Upon a Star. It was, like, a poorly, it was, like, a poor band playing. <laughs> Like you hear yeah. like, squeaks and like <laughs> uh, it was I that was a very nice touch I really like that um I was like what <laughs> and he's a middle school band uh, teacher and you know they're not very good I was in band in middle school and well I don't I don't know if we were good or not nobody liked me nobody talked to me <laughs> <laughs> well I was a clarinet and um because I was already awkward so I thought I would you know Ugh, continue with, continue with the uh. <laughs> with the cliche and play the clarinet well i tried other instruments and clarinet was 
the easiest That's a one. cliche. Yes. I mean, <laughs> but I thought so. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's why I say that joke a lot and nobody laughs. Maybe because it's trying to be funny, but it's sad. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I mean, my friends for the flutes <laughs> and I was a clarinet and I was in last chair and it was just, they, they just didn't really like me and nobody really talked to me. I remember I didn't do it my last year and one of the guys in my class, he said like something because he was in band and he's like, you should have stuck with it. Like, and I would have gone to Disneyland like they do every year and all that stuff. And I'm like, no one liked me and I wasn't good. Why would I have stayed? Also, you had to audition and I don't think I would have made it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not, I don't really regret. Uh, That was, I don't really regret not continuing. Like, mm-hmm. so, but I'll just go anyways. <laughs> Actually, that is a, I do have a, my, uh, when I came home, when I was in fifth grade and my class went to, went, went away for the week for science camp, that weekend was Memorial Day weekend. And my mom and my aunt were going to go to Disneyland because my sister was in the band in middle school and they were going to Disneyland for their annual trip. And they asked like, you know, would I want to go or, or would I be too tired and whatnot? And I kind of just never really answered. I didn't really know. And I ended up not. And looking back, I'm like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> Why did I pass up this opportunity? <laughs> but also, I mean, it was a nice chill weekend, but still, and it would, I would have stayed in Paradise mm-hmm. Pier, which is the one hotel I haven't stayed at. <laughs> so <laughs> it which is really, I feel like that really is my biggest reason why I regret it because it's the one hotel I haven't been in. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, he's a middle school band teacher and they're, you know, middle school band. They're not great. But I did laugh. There was a kid in the back, like laying on his, like laying on the chairs, like sleeping. And he's like, oh, I forgot my instrument. And I remember there was a kid in band one time who he couldn't play the trumpet because his leg hurt or something. <laughs> I <What>? think <laughs> that was my first thought. But um, he basically is very passionate about music and he gets offered a full-time job and, you know, he doesn't really want to take it because that's not his dream. His dream is to be a performer, which I don't see. Mm-hmm. I understand. Right, right. That's not his dream. But I don't understand why, especially the gig that he, spoiler, so spoiler alert, if you don't want spoilers, maybe don't listen. <laughs> but he, the gig he ends up getting <laughs> seems to take place mostly at night. So I don't understand why he can't do both. You'll have a job where that is mm-hmm. fulfilling and one job. One job that he's really wanted is very fulfilling, and the other job that pays the bills, pays more money, <laughs> but also health insurance and all that stuff. I mean, we don't know which. Pension. I mean, we don't know which one pays more, but but health insurance. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't understand why he couldn't do both. I understood why he didn't want to just do this, but mm-hmm. I thought later, I'm like, it it seemed <laughs> you could do both. You have both. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, there was one girl actually who was actually very, she's pretty talented and lost herself in kind of the moment and everybody laughs at her and then he starts to play and loses himself and not, not a one, no one's really as passionate or really cares about music as he is. And I guess, okay, it's set in New York, in New York uh-huh. and we don't find that out until maybe like a third into the movie. Mm-hmm. I I think I assumed because it was jazz, which is my own fault, but I made the assumption it was like New Orleans or something because it's mm-hmm. jazz and jazz is obviously a huge part of New Orleans. But mm-hmm. it, 
I, we don't find out until later when he's in like the great before and he's trying to get back that he's from New York. And it's not that yeah. it really changed anything. I just thought like it showed New York and I'm like, wait, that's where he, that's where it's set. Like there wasn't anything mm-hmm. prior to that. That was definitive of a definitive enough that I would have known. Mm-hmm. Which, again, it's not a major thing. I just thought that was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like that it's in New York. No, I have nothing against it being New York. I just didn't like that it came up later. Yeah. It just was... It wasn't, like, established. I'm like, wait, that's where he's from? Like, okay. Um, but yeah, I... Again, nothing against New York. Just, I didn't like the time. <laughs> what you got against New York, Sam? <laughs> I haven't been to New York. I actually really want to go. Um, um, and he... I do so. Did this movie seem? This movie seemed a lot like many other Disney movies. <laughs> did Did you think about that? Yeah, it seemed very think, similar to Princess and the Frog. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, they has the like. There's a lot of tropes. Oh yeah, that are kind of like, ha ha ha. We switch bunnies. Like, yeah, f- yeah. Know. Freaky Friday, <laughs> Princess and the Frog, and maybe like a smidge of like Wreck It Ralph. The dynamic yeah. of like Wreck It Ralph. Uh, yeah, you know. I think that too. Like, you know, there's always the whole like kind of, and it's that's the problem with like two main characters really. Like, you know, you have two storylines, two things, and it's really hard because like you know, obviously, um, twenty two is trying to get like you know, she's learning new stuff. She's learning what life is. And she's like, huh, it's not so bad. What's this? What's that? Oh, so we should explain. And- Sorry, if you haven't seen the movie and you want spoilers. Uh, 22, played by Tina Fey, she's a soul that's just been there for thousands of years, pretty much, because she, you have to get, like, your spark. Your And it's essentially, it's just, like, your little spark that makes you, okay, you're gonna, you're ready to go to Earth now. And mm-hmm. she has not gotten one, and it's been, like, thousands of years and so and uh later and joe of course is trying really hard to get back to earth and then through some events they end up getting back to earth and she's in his body and he's in the body of a cat (laughs) And, and so they're just walking around new york and 22 is getting to experience life and kind of realizes oh i actually do want to come to earth like she's or Mm -hmm. i would say she the whole point is that and and he makes he even says like because they make fun of tina fey's voice and she doesn't tina fey doesn't have like an abnormal voice and i never really thought her voice was annoying it's just it's tina fey's voice i don't know i never thought about it Mm -hmm. but he makes a joke like why do you have a voice of like a middle-aged annoying woman or something and and she's like Mm -hmm. well i could talk like and she could talk cute she could talk or i guess they because there's really it's not a really gendered character but I could talk yeah. like this. I could talk like this, but I talk this voice because it annoys people the most. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Yeah, it's working." I'm like, "What?" Does <laughs> have? Is there this thing that she has an annoying voice? I I believe it. I just don't think she has an annoying voice. I think it's very condescending. Oh, like, I think I can. Uh, hear yeah, that. <laughs> like <laughs> I think just by nature. Um, but. Yeah, the whole, when they switched box. It actually, apparently, they're in one of the original drafts. Well, first, Joe Gardner, I guess, was almost, they picked a musician because they wanted a, like, a job or an occupation or whatever that the audience could root for. 
which mm-hmm. yeah, because we want to see this person succeed and become famous and and all their dreams come true. And I guess they had considered mm-hmm. maybe like a scientist or something, which mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, I and they said it didn't quite feel right. It's like yeah, I don't really see how that would have. Wouldn't have rooted for the science. I mean, I would have rooted that, like, okay, maybe he's trying. I don't know. I that would have been a little too specific. Yeah, Um, not relatable. Yeah, like he's trying really hard to like discover something. I don't know. Like, yeah this this makes this makes more sense. It's 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 a lot Mm -hmm. more. He's trying to you know get his dream job essentially. Um, But apparently, they're also in one of the first drafts. 22 was the main character and joe was meant to just kind of like joe was like the it was it was reversed print basically oh and i'm mm-hmm. like and i thought that's funny because while i was watching it i thought this is a story that could have easily been from 22 was the main main character because really mm-hmm. joe's the main character and 22's the like supporting character but it kind of yeah, I think it would have been better if it they were more equal characters. Like, they were both the main characters. Yeah. They are both the main characters, but really, it's main and supporting. But I think it would have actually... Like, if we... I don't know. I, I thought it was... A, it was It's funny, because it's a story that could have easily been reversed. And I think it still would have worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, if you just... Minus the intro from Joe. Yeah. And just got in 22's intro, like, from the beginning, maybe... Yeah. And, like, a quick montage of her struggling, <laughs> it would have just turned the entire, like, changed the first, like, five minutes of this film. Oh, yeah. I was actually, I because, like, you know, that would have been a funny joke, especially if, like, 22 asking Joe how he died, because he died, because he was talking on the phone to someone, we don't know who, talking on the phone because he's so excited because he has an opportunity to play with Dorothea Williams, and who is this, like, really good, it's a really cool quartet, a jazz quartet, and he's, like, walking on a sidewalk, and a bunch of bricks almost fall on him. He walks into traffic and barely uh, survives being hit by a car, and he doesn't even notice, and then he dies, I guess, by falling into a man, like, through a manhole cover, or into, like, a pipe, mm-hmm. or whatever. Not pipe, just down the street, but I thought it was funny, because this is, we actually find out later he's technically he's on the like it's like a rolling like a moving sidewalk like at the airport that's taking them to the great beyond mm-hmm. and he obviously doesn't want to die because which he's not even saying i don't want to die i just got my dream job it's like that's that's i mean i get yes you just got the opportunity of a lifetime but which is the point actually to be fair <laughs> that is the point of the story is that uh nope you're, <laughs> that's there's more to life than just your job but um everyone's just like um i don't think that's how that works (laughs) but um there's they made a later when he is in the great before they say that he's not dead his he's in like they make some note of him being in like a coma or or something and so i'm like yeah so i didn't i just didn't understand why he automatically there were so I I think in terms of how the world worked, there were just a lot of these little things that I thought, well, it doesn't have to be this way. To me, it didn't seem like it was Mm -hmm. so intensely, like, uh, it wasn't strong. I'm not saying it was, like, weak. It just wasn't, like, so, it wasn't sturdy, if that makes sense. Like, okay, he's technically in a coma. Okay, I like that, because I I remember when I saw the trailer, I thought, like, yeah, I assumed it was something like that, but... It's like they go back and forth between him being dead and him being, not go back and forth, but it's like 
which one is it? Is he dead? Is he yeah. in a coma? Because like, and then um, later at the very sort of jumping ahead though, he uh, after he gets does get to play in the quartet, he puts himself back into the great before, and I didn't understand mm-hmm. why. I'm assuming it's because he went. You know, he was in the like the zone place with Moon Dance, who mm-hmm. is like the best. <laughs> I freaking loved him. He was my favorite. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a second. But um I think it, I'm assuming it's because he went back into the great before, but I was like, if he put himself in there, couldn't he have put him taken himself back out? But I'm assuming it's because he went back into the great before. Not he wasn't he mm-hmm. he would have probably been able to get himself back out if he was still in the in the I don't know, the artist zone era, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you think about that? I was just kind of like, wait, if he puts himself back in, why can't he just take himself back out? Well, I think it's just, yeah. Cause he, he follows her into like the box thing that goes back yeah. to the great before. So I think that's the only reason why it's just like, cause then that's where they get caught. Yeah. So then it's kind of just like, well, he can't go back right now. So yeah. But- and throughout the movie, so he, uh, again, he jumps off the, like, rolling sidewalk, and he, like, falls. It's like, it think of, like, Rainbow Road when your car falls off the road. He just <laughs> keeps going down. Or, like, the beginning of Enchanted, and he ends up in the great before. And there's, so, is it Jerry are all of the, like, figures, mm-hmm. or the, like, astronomical, like, figures in the great before, and Terry is the one that he realizes the numbers are off and someone is is like missing and it's joe and so he's trying to figure out who it is and that's kind of when it turns into like prince and the frog <laughs> like the yeah. friends are chasing after naveen and i i really liked this i really liked that idea but i was for that i was also just like i felt like the other than yes he would be i understand why for joe okay, sure, like, he doesn't want to die, he doesn't want to go back, but he doesn't know this is happening. But on mm-hmm. Terry's end, I didn't understand what the big consequence was. And I think, is that kind of the also the point? Because at the end, he gets an award for bringing Joe back, and they, they very, like, half-assingly give him an award, and they're like, yeah, and it's this, like, weird party <laughs> that he threw for himself. And an award he made for mm-hmm. himself. I just thought the con- the the stakes. It it was a situation where they should have been so felt. I should have felt more stressed out, and I I don't think I was. Yeah. How did you? I don't know. What did? You- no, that's a good point. No, there there definitely wasn't no like um consequences. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think it, it's tricky because you are kind of dealing with like purpose Mm -hmm. and life and death and you don't want to be like you know really hashing into like essentially your audience which is like children yeah that there will be a consequence should you like you know i think that's maybe the main reason they didn't really do a consequence but yeah it seemed kind of like so yeah i didn't care that they were like like and, like, they have this whole scene where he's, like, searching through, like, files. And it's, like, so big. Kind of, like, you know, pointing to Inside Out where all her memories are stored. It's, like, a massive collection of, like, I'm assuming files and names. Um, and he's just, like, I'm going to find you. And, like, there was kind of, like, 
oh, something's gonna happen once he finds the file, you know, like, discover something and, like, do something, but nope. Yeah. Like, it, there really wasn't. And I was thinking kind of, like, like back to Prince and the Frog, like, why are, why did the Shadow Man send his friends to go find Naveen? Because they need him. Because they need, the re- like, the reason they were keeping him, like, locked up before he escaped was because they need his blood so that uh, the, his, like, butler guy, I'm just totally spacing on what his name is. Oh, this is gonna bug me. Lewis, not Lewis, that's the, anyway. God, this is gonna bug me. Okay, do you remember? Oh, God. Um, Okay, I gotta look this up. I'm sorry, I can't keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. I'm trying to think of, like, I'm just remembering he's like, (laughs) like, I remember him saying, they say his name all the time, and it's, yeah. Where where is this? Okay. Lawrence! Okay. They they need okay anyway. Uh, so we can, move, we can move forward now. They needed <laughs> they need they needed Naveen because they needed his blood for the uh voodoo so Lawrence could keep pretending to be Naveen. Mm-hmm. Like that they the the stakes were high for them. For Terry, I was like I didn't understand. I'm like, so is it the same amount do like the same amount of people have to die every day? Is it there wasn't some like it wasn't like there was like a check-in or any, you know, it was pretty straightforward. You're on the stairway, you're on the like sidewalk, you go in the great beyond. There, other than like the little uh, counting thing he did, there wasn't really any, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the consequence for him was, why he so desperately needed to not just find him, but why the numbers matter. I just thought that wasn't explained very well. So yeah, just, I, yeah. And also, it didn't matter, because in the end, (laughs) they send them back. And they just distract him, and they're just like, oh my gosh, look at that. And then they change the number thing, so that he doesn't notice there's a number missing. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, that's it? Like, nothing? It was cute, but it was very easy. (laughs) Yeah. No consequence? Yeah. And also, like, the cat Okay! Oh my god, okay! (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't think I noticed- Okay. The- no, because, like, okay, so when they take, he takes his, um, so 22 and Joe, um, they're in the hospital bed. Joe's real body's in the hospital bed, and there's, yes. like, a therapy cat. <laughs> and that's where the switch happens. 22 ends in Joe's body. Uh, Joe goes into this therapy cat. And you see, like, a scene of the cat's soul and I'm on like, the escalator what? Thing. This cat's gonna die! <laughs> I'm like, that's a horrible, that's a yeah, horrible I was like, that's joke. messed up. <laughs> that's- I was just like, <gasps> but then, like, when everything gets kind of switched back, you see the cat running back to, like, its oh, owner. Oh, yeah! Um, which, by the way, the owner looks, so it's this, like, older woman. She looks exactly like uh, the boss that Mr. Incredible has in The Incredibles. Except it's the same face, just it's a woman. Oh. <laughs> the, the one where like, he has it, the... Yes. Yeah, so like, the, oh, the, like the in, first one? What is it, like, in yeah. or something? But it's that same guy. It's the same face, but it's a woman. And I mm-hmm. thought, it was like, what? <laughs> it was so... It was like, uh, um, um, okay. Uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, so... So, no consequences. I thought it was, like, a funny play on, like, cats have nine lives, but they didn't even make, a, like, a yeah. joke about it. So it's just kind of, like, 
that's weird. Like, that's the only thing that guy immediately noticed. Like, and that's like my yeah, first time yeah. watching it. And like, you know, I was like, I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd find even more things to point out about it. But that was like, what? What? How the cat come back? No one told me how the cat come back came back, even in like a funny way or like a lazy way. We just yeah. see like the soul going back or anything. It was just the cat. He was gone of the cat's body, and the cat just kept. Existing yeah, and that was uh, that was th- uh, I think for a Pixar film, also this the. 22 was a great character. Joe is a really great, was a great character because he learned a lot, but the, and like we said, how it was, there were a couple of like his, uh, Joe's mother and she works, she's like a seamstress. And so they're the woman she works with and uh, a couple of the band students and then the band. But as for like the people that I felt like there was, it, there wasn't a ton of quirkiness there were quirkiness like moon uh, uh what is it moon dance or moon moon dance moon or dance? yeah he like he was super quirky i loved him he was my favorite part he was my favorite character he was the best part of the movie he's a he's not it's not a he's not dead or an unborn soul he's a like a hippie kind of guy who just puts his soul into this like astronomical place and he rides a not, you would think, oh, it'd be like a hippie ba- a van. And they could have just done a hippie van. No, it was a pirate ship that was designed like, like think like the mystery machine, but it's like a, a pirate ship. I thought that was like, I loved it because it was so random. And which is what made it funny. But um, mm-hmm. I thought he was really great. I don't know. I just thought like, uh, like the Jerry's all could have been quirkier it just seemed very it was a story that was very centered around joe and 22 which yeah it's fine uh it was just a it was just a surprise compared to other pixar films this is a very different pixar film i feel like yeah i can see that i mean i i did enjoy the kind of like almost business-like nonchalant like yeah Care, like personality that like the Jerry's yes had because it was just so funny like it's, they have like yes. this like seminar and you seminar just, like, <laughs> and it's just like that one's gonna be <laughs> like that's gonna be a handful that's Earth's problem and I was like what that was oh, like, yeah, they the all funniest part their for me personalities <laughs> yeah yeah I'm a manipulative I was like what. I don't, uh, yeah, I wish you, I wish I wrote down that line, but it was very like, oh my, oh my, like, yeah, yeah. I think it's in the trailer, like, it's, it's an important one in the trailer, and yeah, you're just kind of like, huh? (laughs) It's a double take for sure, and then the little, like, job was like, well, that's someone else's problem, which I think is kind of cool, too, though, because it shows, like, you know, a lot of them had, like, I'd say flaws, like if you focus on just the souls beforehand they were like pretty developed like in terms of like their actual personality and things they had like oh like one of them i think the main one was just i'm insecure but like or have anger issues or something like it was a weird yeah Um, and it was like interesting that they vocalized that i was like huh yeah yeah and i agree that is because you're not just there is not 
when it, personality is very complex and it's not one thing and like i mean everybody i feel i feel like you have everybody has like ticks that you wouldn't think would go together but that's what being a person is <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah you know, um like i'm really lazy i'm also super competitive like i'm also <laughs> like you know like those don't make sense yet that's how i am um mm-hmm. so i do i do i do love that idea and uh joe because he just wanders into the great before he is assigned as a um as a like a what, what's was there a term for it like a mentor a mentor a term that's a normal word the as <laughs> a mentor for the you seminar where you basically are given a soul and you you show them through your life and you introduce them to different foods different activities or whatever is to get this to get the soul to basically be ready to go to earth and he meets 22 and he's thinking and you, they get like a pass that they're ready for earth and it's their spark and he his idea is oh i'm gonna teach i'm gonna teach him take the take the pass and then go back to earth and then but then 22 reveals she or they don't want to they don't want to go to earth so you can mm-hmm. take the pass but the problem is they can't figure out what their spark is and he assumes oh my spark was music he thinks the spark is purpose your point mm-hmm. your like whole reason why you were born and it's not till the end do one of the jerry say to him oh no it just means it's it's that's not your that's not about your purpose it's just like essentially mm-hmm. you're ready to go to earth it's, it's the idea is like your spark is what makes you want to live. It's not necessarily yeah. your purpose. It could be, but it's more of this, you're ready to live, which is very, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> that's, yeah. That when the, I was like, <laughs> I was like uh. yeah, that whole, like, I didn't cry for any part in the movie because there was like, you could tell there was parts where it was kind of like trying to be like an emotional tearjerker moment. And I'm a huge butterball. Mm-hmm. So... I should have cried, but I didn't cry till the end, like till the very end, like the last bit. I was like, I did cry till the end of the movie, but <laughs> like it took a while. Like it, it wasn't really a movie to cry. Yeah, I, I didn't get fully, I, I wasn't fully, fully like into it until I think, I think when they got to Earth, I think the first half of it, I was so like uh when. 22 takes joe to like where where they live or whatever and all of the mentors she's had over the past like couple thousand years and i paused and i'm like okay you know there's like like walt disney's in there or like you know someone and i guess they're uh let me look it up i guess there were a couple of like there was someone that's was like a comic writer for marvel there was someone that it wasn't like a big name that you'd all recognize um Mm -hmm. uh which actually there's another uh so john uh ratzenberger who is the he's he's like basically he's kind of like the equivalent sometimes not always sometimes he's a more of a prominent character he's kind of like the equivalent of like the pizza planet truck 
he's always the pizza planet like mm. please truck he's always <laughs> in every every pixar movie he's uh mm. ham in uh toy story he's uh i is it a construction worker or something and up he's uh all of those like the school of fish in finding nemo he's just in a lot of different uh-huh. and i guess pe- there was this whole like what he's not here he's not in there and uh Pete, uh, the D- Pete doctor has said, like, he is there, but he won't say where he is. <laughs> Which is like, um, okay. He's there. And Good luck finding I him. I didn't notice the <laughs> truck. I didn't notice the pizza truck. Um, I did notice in the Hall of Everything, which is where you're introduced, they're, they're all introduced to these potential things that are going to bring their spark. I did notice the Pixar lamp. It was very quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> I got excited. I'm like, I saw it. I saw something. <laughs> um, sorry, going back to actually all of her, to all of uh, 22's mentors. The Some of the men, uh, 22 had Nelson Mandela. Uh, <laughs> uh, they mentioned that they had Marie Antoinette and uh Lincoln and all this, but there were some insane, like, oh, Aretha Franklin was one. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, like, I recommend pausing it and just being like, oh my god, oh my god. What? Like, it, it's it's a joke, but also it's really sad that what is, what is, of course, you know, 22 thinks it's it's me. There's something wrong with me, and it's just very accustomed mm-hmm. and doesn't, why would they want to leave? And later, uh, when they find, was it the lost souls who basically they've, it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're dead or unborn. They just like are wrapped kind of in misery or a funk. Yeah. Just nothing. And they're like these giant, like look like monsters and moon dance and his like crew, <laughs> like set mm-hmm. one free. And it's this guy who's like, what, like a stockbroker or something. And he yeah. just, like, wakes up and, like, throws his computer <laughs> on the ground and, like, probably, probably causing some property damage. And then it's like, I'm Oh, free. yeah. He was like, free! I'm free! You can be free, too! I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think that was, like, so cool yeah. because it was, like, a really funny way to be, like, you know, obviously that would... Not necessarily how things would happen. It's the idea... <laughs> but yeah, sorry, really. It's the idea of, like, like you're... You're in a dead end job and you're just, you're not all there. You're just kind of going through the motions. And so your soul kind of wanders yeah. away. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was cool too because it was like under the whole like um, lost trance thing. So like, yeah, they're kind of in the clouds. Like when you're in the zone and you're super passionate about something, you just get lost. Yeah. That's where like you go. But then under that and they kind of explain it it was just like you know like you you, it's okay to be obsessed it's okay to have like so much passion for something but you can't let it be your whole life because this is what happens like you get stuck there yeah and i'm like that's like that i think that was a really cool way of kind of like introducing that fine line that like just because you're like you know that's the message at the end where you know he's obsessed with being like a famous jazz like like or a pianist i guess i would say yeah but, um, like, it shouldn't be your whole life, though. Yeah, and I think that's, that's very, that's a very important message. And I, I very much related to it, because I definitely feel like I think way more about what I want for my future, and I don't really live in the present. 
So I thought this is a really, this is just a very important message. It's not just like this, oh, that's so sweet or so beautiful. It is, but it's also very important. And I'm really glad that they, first of all, I'm glad that they thought about telling a story like this. And mm -hmm. I, I think this is, I don't know. I was very, I was very pleased with the, the point, the overall point of it. Um, yeah. When they, when they're walking around New York, New York, and he's a cat. <laughs> and, and, uh, so 22's in, in, uh, Joe's body and can't really walk and can't, has never eaten food. And I do love throughout, through the rest of the movie, 22's constantly eating like pizza mm -hmm. or uh, a donut or whatever. And it like, it's so sweet. There are those moments of like, when like the guy playing in the subway and mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't have any money. So they put like, was it half the bagel she or donut or whatever she was eating? Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> um, and like the, I think it was just, I think the, the message was very beautifully got across very well i think but like we mm -hmm. both said uh the stakes i think not necessarily for joe because his stakes were really high i i was yeah. his stakes were very high for for terry i was like i don't really understand what the issue is but for joe yeah. he gets out of the hall all of this happens in a day like yeah I, I we don't know what time he gets the uh, he gets the like what time of day it is when he first auditions <laughs> for dorothea but she says, hey, come back at like seven for sound check. And then uh, like all that stuff happens and Dorothea sees him in a hospital gown and pants, right? Or no pants. I don't know. And he's yeah, like, no pizza pants in his mouth and a cat. <laughs> and uh, basically says, forget it. And so now it's now there's more. Now they're okay. Now he has a deadline now to get back to his mm -hmm. body. I mean, he already did, but now it's really as a deadline. And he does it, and it's all, and he makes it. He gets back to his body. Everything's great. And he realizes, like, you know, it's kind of that moment of you've been wanting something for so long, and then you get it. It shouldn't feel different. And that's when he realizes yeah. he goes back to get 22. Because 22 is finally realizing they want to live and he's like no you only want to live because you're in my body which is like there's not i mean sure but also <laughs> like no, yes but no. i don't <laughs> think it would have been i mean i think 22 had to be in joe's not the cats because i mean uh 22 is probably not gonna be born as a cat probably not mm -hmm. i mean these would be insane cats. <laughs> like that that one with the really <laughs> twisted personality as a cat. Oh my god. Oh, that one's definitely a cat. Oh, actually fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. No, they're like those are very sweet moments. I do like really I think I mean, I think we have to like kind of bring up like one of the main issues with this movie, because I feel like if we don't, we're kind of ignoring yeah. it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Might... <laughs> Question mark? No. I... Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, it was one of the main things when the movie was announced. Oh. And, um, which is basically saying that, you know, you're uh, doing the same thing you've been doing, Disney, where you're taking a black 
character and changing them for over half of the movie. Oh, okay. I didn't. I remember when the tra- teaser first came out, and my sister's boyfriend brought it up. He didn't really like the design of Joe, oh. and mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. And I think I did research, and I it had. If I, I I don't remember if I saw anything, but if it was an issue, I feel like I would have. I would have, <laughs> or would have been more prominent. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't really realize. I get it. I see it. But I didn't think about that yeah. issue. Like. That was like the main thing. Yeah. Because it's always brought up with um, Disney. And I mean, it's true. You know, you take Princess and the Frog, for instance. Mm-hmm. You take like, you know, black characters, but you make them frogs for what? 75% of the screen time? Yeah. Like, you know, and you you kind of taking away from like the representation. And then like the thing with this one, um, I remember a lot of people had problems with Oh, you better, like, because everyone assumed that this was going to be mostly, like, in the before. Yeah, which is what I thought, too. Like, before Beyond? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people thought, like, it was going to be a journey in the before Beyond, and then eventually we'd get back to Earth. But, um, and so people had problems with the trailer because of that. They thought, like, oh, like, you better not be doing what you do, Disney, you know, like, making a character something else mm-hmm. like a black character something else for the majority of the movie but then when it came out it was like okay you kept your black character but it's tina fey's voice yeah okay and you gave him the cat like in plot and everything it makes sense you know storyline like take that away but it's like oof when you think of your history was that the right choice? Yeah. So do you think the situ- the solution there would have been to have not Tina Fey or, or have like a like a like a uh, like an actor or an actress of like color? Or do you think it would have been to like what what would you think the solution there would have been? I think an actress of color would have made it like less of kind of yeah. like you know, to the problem, but I think in general, like, making him a cat would have been, like, you know, that that in itself was already, like, okay, like, mm, you already stepped into that, that realm. Yeah. And obviously, like, you know, it couldn't be 22 in the cat body, because it, it was the same thing, you know, it wouldn't have been, made the same effect yeah. on her. Or, you know, Tina Fey. But, um, yeah, like, I think you can tell, too, because, you know, there is, like, we're, we're talking yeah. about jazz that is you know an african-american like symbol yeah. in a way you know it's rooted into their culture and stuff and you know there's really like there's this really amazing scene at the barbershop yes like i love that i think that's beautiful i think that was great and well done but then it's like it was the same thing where it was tina fey in this culture not just that culture if that yes. makes sense um that's see i i was that's interesting because uh one of my friends doesn't like tina fey and i didn't understand why because i'm like i thought everybody loved tina fey and i guess it's because she has done like some like racial humor and i don't think like i don't know enough about it so i can't fully but i know like apparently that and i don't think it's fully like I shouldn't have brought this up if I can't give more evidence, but like, 
I, I know that <laughs> in the past she has apparently done like, like she's playing like, you know, it, it's stuff that she shouldn't be doing. It's not, I don't think it's anything yeah. like, again, I don't know enough about it, but um, apparently, but mm-hmm. I did think about that. That did occur to me when I saw like realized like, you know, it's Tina Fey and it is like, but actually apparently in the, the, in the movie, they tried very hard and they actually, they really wanted to portray, uh, like African-American culture correctly. And they actually hired consultants Mm -hmm. and, um, some of them, this is on IMDb and some of them were like Pixar employees and some of them were musicians like Quincy Jones or um actually in Questlove is in the movie, David Diggs is in the movie from Hamilton. Uh mm-hmm. and like it, it <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry. I didn't I that is a very good point and yeah that needs to stop. Oh my god, I didn't now I'm mad at myself for not thinking about that. I think I was trying to be on alert yeah. and I yeah. was more like, I mean I think yeah. it's hard because it's not like it's not mainstream like it's like it should yes. be but you know a lot of people don't pay attention to it a lot of people are just like no no because you know like it's sad because it is like you want to see princess and the frog as princess and the frog you know how that story plays out they have yeah. to be frogs you know that's in the story yeah so like it's hard like because i wouldn't picture that movie any I other way i love princess and the frog so much no like <laughs> Exactly. Like, it's hard because it's like, those movies are yeah. great. They're great movies. And then, but it's like, in the whole terms of like, representation, you know, it's the same thing with like, the LGBT community. Like, you're always the side character or a background yeah. character. You're not the yeah. main one. You know, you make a reference here and there, you, or, or it's a very subtle to a character who has no backstory, no nothing, you make this. Yeah. And you think that's okay, then that's fine. That's enough. Yeah. Which is the same thing with this. It's like, oh, you hire black actors, but you don't portray them. Yeah, or, or the main one at least. The barbershop I thought was yeah, I was a really great scene. I I, I really love that scene mainly because, um, I think I think I want to say Quest. I just say no, he's not. No, it's Questlove is I think the character in the band, but uh, the barber he uh he says how he wanted to be a veterinarian. And he said, like, what? Oh, like, why didn't you? It's like, oh, well, barber school, you know, was cheaper. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry you're, like, unhappy. You don't get to live your dream. He's like, what do you mean? I'm I'm really happy. I love my job. <laughs> and so I more thought that was just, mm-hmm. I love that scene because of that moment of, like, you know, happiness means different things, as well as you kind of are getting more of a sense of what kind of a character Joe is. Because, well, again, this was a... To be fair, yes, in 22's voice saying, like, why why have you ever told me about your family or your whatever? And he's like, because you never asked. I don't know. It didn't come up. So I looked at more of that part mm-hmm. of it because that scene does really push the message forward. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, man, I didn't. Yeah, I that's a problem in that needs to yeah it's like an underlying thing. And it's like and it's hard now because now you watch the movie and you're just like. I can't really picture the movie being any other way because it's the same thing with 22. Like, 22 couldn't have been the cat. Yeah. Like, they yeah. couldn't have. Like, I'm sure, like, or if they did, it would be a completely different movie. They'd have to have a completely different plot. 
Like, it would have barely worked, but the whole point was that 22 needed to experience life as a human. So, Mm -hmm. either, you know, I guess the... So, either Tina Fey should have been played by a woman of color, or... Or, or I guess anyone, because 22 could have been played literally by anybody. Or uh, mm-hmm. don't do the African-American culture aspect, which in this, you know, is, I think, not, you know, not obviously the answer. Because the whole point right now in our world is diversity. So not, do- not doing diversity is not the answer. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's the way the story's told it wouldn't have worked in any other way. Yeah. It's like a really weird fine line between like representation and like just storytelling because it's like you can't just like it's hard because now it's like what you can't just make the main character black. Yeah. Like, you know, cuz then that's that's hurting them more. I think uh with you know, with like uh the idea, I think we need to start telling stories depending on the story. You know, if if you if your main character needs to be white, fine. But I think, you know, taking into consideration, can this character, does this character have to be white? Or do they have to be, mm-hmm. like, you know, do, do they have to, whatever. Like, can they be something else? Because I think being more general about it and then you know like for the sake of okay like in a screenplay you can write sometimes any ethnicity in your description you don't have to put their whole description so in that case for casting you can cast anybody which would take longer because you can you have to go through more people but also (laughs) it would be better because then Mm -hmm. you're picking someone based off of ability and if they nail the they understand this character as opposed to what they look like which i but i think right now yeah we're in a place of like i said diversity is super important and so it's not you know like that needs to get corrected first before we can move forward if that makes sense yeah 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 like it's really hard because it's like i give kudos to disney and this is no like you know, it's a slap on the wrist to Disney, but it's more of just like I appreciate yes. the efforts, but I can't speak on that because yes, I'm not yeah. the culture. But I can also only speak on my culture, and I think we had this talk about I forgot which podcast episode it was or what it was on, where I was just like, um, you know, like Hispanic representation. Oh yeah, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, like, the princess we did get was, like, a decom princess. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, mm, thanks, but, you know, mm, it's fine. Like, yeah, I guess. You know, it's kind of like this half, you know. I think the next couple mm. of years are going to be really interesting. And we're going to get, you know, diversity is really, it's going to be interesting what Disney does with diversity. Because you know they're going to yeah. make more and more of an effort. Um, Mm -hmm. not, you know, not just to appease the audience, but because it's beyond, it's so past the time to do it. Like, you know, like, so I, you know, like, uh, we're getting, was it, uh, and 
Encanto or Enchanto, like that's set in Colombia. Encanto, I, I, yeah. Again, I've I've said this. I can't okay. do. I don't know. I've said this before. I don't know if it's just I can't do it, or if my brain is so worried about me saying it, I, if my brain won't let me say it because I, for some reason, I'm so worried I'm going to get it more wrong. Like I just mm-hmm. I can't. I'm I can't. I'm I got a C in Spanish in high school. Like I'm just I can't do it. Um. But that one, that'll be really cool because Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> that'll be really cool because yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda, as well as set in Colombia, I think, which is mm-hmm. you know not somewhere we've been in Disney. Um, I, I think, I think we're in for. I think in the next several years, diversity is only going to get in, in, get better and improve upon of doing yeah. it correctly. I think that's. For sure. I think that's also, like, a, a point to be made because, like, I understand the frustration from everyone. Yeah. Because, you know, Disney has been around for a while. Yeah. And for a while, all we got was, you know, European, yeah. <laughs> white <laughs> characters. Yeah. Or, you know, extremely stereotypical characters. Yeah. So not the best track record. But, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's great though because like Disney knows how to do things respectfully and while they're taking their time like they th- appreciate that they're taking their time they're making sure that they're portraying things correctly they're getting outside opinions they're doing everything they can to accurately portray a culture yes yeah and I think that's like, you know, I'd rather they take another 10 years to represent a Latina or Hispanic, you know, like princess or anything, yeah. really, as long as it's done respectfully and, you know, do your research. Uh, Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when Aladdin came out, Jasmine was the first non-white princess. And I remember, mm-hmm. obviously, as a kid, I didn't think anything of it it's 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 like arabian of course she's not gonna be white i didn't think anything of it but like i guess mm-hmm. but also you know arabian nights and like aladdin is one of the stories in that like of course it it makes mm-hmm. sense in the story but it probably they weren't i don't think they were trying to be a big like oh we're wow this is gonna be our first we're making a taking a stance and having a non-white I mean, the actors who played them were white, but like the the characters, but yeah. <laughs> like they were just telling a story. And I think it's kind of like what I said before. I think we just diversity needs to get so much better. So telling a story is just telling a story. It's not to prove a point because obviously yeah. this all should have been happening well, like way before now. So yeah, I, like you said, it's just about doing it correctly and respectfully um yeah i didn't realize this was i didn't think about this i think i was on alert and i feel bad now that i didn't (laughs) recognize it (laughs) no i mean like it's hard to recognize when it's like if it's not you know yeah obviously we're not super you know people of color yeah (laughs) like you know and i say that with like you know i'm hispanic but you know Hispanics don't have the track record of other cultures, you know? Yeah. Stay humble. So, so I, I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, it's for pretty much any age. It's a oh, Pixar, yeah. so it's really for any 
age. Um, mm-hmm. The, I think the 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 racial aspect is a very like interesting point, and that's a great research paper. Someone in college, um, mm-hmm. but that's like someone that's, in college. Uh, I remember uh, in the like criticism class that we have to take. Have you already? I'm assuming you've already taken that class, or maybe you're taking it now. Uh, yeah. Uh, our professor was saying how she had a student that wrote about Princess and the Frog and didn't mention at all that Tiana was the first African-American princess <laughs> or, or or black princess. Wow. And, and it was like, what? That's like a pretty big thing. <laughs> how do you not mention that at all? <laughs> um, but anyway, that just made me think of that. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's, We've talked about, whenever we've talked about, like, race or gender roles or anything like that, like, I think it still stands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, if you wa- if a young, young kid watches it, they probably won't think anything of it other than the message or, like, you know, the design of the great before. But I think if they're older, it's an interesting one to have a conversation about. More to... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. not like a don't watch this, but more of a just, you know, this, you know, shouldn't be the case in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, obviously, like, Disney isn't, ex- like, they're not being mean no, about and it in this film. There are so many, like, uh, like, 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 black actors and musicians involved in this that I, I'm like, I, I feel like if, if any of them thought this in the process or they were just like excited to help or, you know, what, whatever the situation was, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just think to me, like depending on how many people are involved and how large the outcry is like, you know, what is, what does that tell you? And so I think it's more of, it's more something. Yes. This is something to think about because this needs to change, but it is, they are putting Mm -hmm. in the effort like truly putting in the effort that it's not as large of a, Hey, don't, don't watch this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So go watch it. People in college. Write write a paper on it. Write a research paper on it. Um, (laughs) Send us the paper. I'd read it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Actually. Yeah. If you ever write a research paper, that actually, that'd be a really fun read. Probably. Um, <laughs> if any of you guys have written papers on Disney stuff, send it our way. I'd probably read it. Um, for we should. I think we should talk Disney news because we we talked about this the other day. Something oh, very so much stuff sad <laughs> happened, but it made sense why it happened. Uh, Disneyland <laughs> is officially ending their annual pass. And I, when I saw that, I was like, no, mainly because I've always wanted to do one. And now I never will, unless they come up with another system in the future, which I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the people who actually got like the email because I am an annual pass holder. So that broke my heart (laughs) because it was just like, hey, remember that thing you used to have? You don't have it anymore. That's (laughs) great. That's that's a life. (laughs) but i mean (laughs) but yeah i mean obviously with 
any system they were going to implement once things opened up again and Disney opens up again, there was no way annual pass holders would have worked. Yeah. I wouldn't it just make more sense to, okay, like, I mean, is there, you have an annual pass, but you said yours is monthly, but regardless, is there like a deadline? Like, okay, you have to buy it. Like, I'm assuming you can't, why would you buy an annual pass in like October? Unless it's for the following year. You know what I mean? Like, is there a, like a period of time, oh, oh, get your pass for the next year? Or you, or at, by like February of whatever year you can't buy it for this year because, you know, it's not worth the money kind of thing. Because wouldn't it have made, also made sense just to Mm. not, just to push pause on it. I get why last year it was a huge mess. So I do understand why they're doing it this way. Because it was such a complicated mess, but I don't know. I'm, I'm more curious about, I feel like it could have been, it could have been like just put on hold. So I'm more curious why maybe that was a discussion. I don't, I mean, we weren't in that room. Who knows? Yeah. So there's different passes, obviously. Um, and different passes have different things. So like, I know the cheapest one you can get, it's basically a reservation. You reserve the days you want to go and it, you already have like a set of days you can are allowed to go and from those days you reserve those days you have to put in i'm coming this oh, day yeah. and this day oh yeah like you can't and i think go... it's only a certain amount of days a month yeah you can't go it, on it dapper is, day it's really weird yeah like and then like as the passes like increase you know like obviously you get so you get less blackout days and like you know more perks and stuff like that and i think the top one is like maximum like yeah, you just have to pay for events, basically. So, like, in terms of that, with, like, you can't really put a stop to that because you're either paying on, like, a monthly or mm-hmm. all in total. And the only way you're, like, you can get a pass anytime you want. Usually what happens is you buy a ticket for Disneyland and you use that ticket almost as a down payment. Okay. Like, that ticket for that day is what buys you your annual pass. And then, you know, depending on whatever you get, you pay the difference or you pay the whole thing, you know, for that month, you could say. Yeah. So, like, you can't really stop it. It's not really a hold thing. You would just let it run out. So, you know, a year, right? It's it's a year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's where, you know, like, I talked about this where it was kind of like, or I mentioned this to you, where I was like, it really sucks. Because some people had passes for yeah. years and they lost all their perks. You know, people were still paying like, you know, like $5 for parking opposed to like the $25 you have to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. Like some really like awesome, like old promotions that they did like way back in the day are just gone now. Like you don't yeah. have them and you didn't even get the option to keep it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's just this this whole thing has just been so much I'm like so it makes sense I understand and it doesn't affect me at all but it also I I've always wanted to do one like I've always wanted to do one so I'm kind of bummed that I can't but I I yeah also I'm I'm assuming I, I would imagine they would come up with some other system you mad mentioned the system for uh is at disney world which sounds great like yeah oh man like i <laughs> i i really want to get that package if it's if i can afford it and it's reasonable and yeah but anyway 
<laughs> yes. And things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> and situations. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, as of now, when we're recording this podcast and everything, um, they did lift the band in Orange County, which is where Anaheim and Disneyland is. And the thing is, Disneyland will not open until we get to a yellow tier. Good. And like, good. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like that's the I thing. Mean, of course, I want to go to Disneyland. I'm always in the mood to go to Disneyland, but also it's not worth it right now. And the more that we ignore it, the longer this will take to get out of this. Mm-hmm. No, totally agree. Are things better down there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, they are not. Um, I mean, I think we mentioned this in the beginning where, you know, I got not, I think, oh, you know, yeah, I was like, I got COVID. Um, but yeah, like at this point with terms of COVID and exposure and things like obviously SoCal is in a way exaggerating amount of like numbers reported Yeah, like on a daily basis. Oh yeah. I mean, numbers are ridiculously high right now in California, but SoCal in general is just so overpopulated. And if you think of Orange County and Disneyland, like, how many people, like, I think, I don't know if you've had this, but ever since, like, COVID has happened, like, there's things that I can't even imagine doing anymore. Like, Disneyland terrifies me thinking about it, because I'm just like, there's so many kids. Kids don't use their, wash their hands. (laughs) How many hand sanitizer stations are they going to have? That's the thing that's weird about this whole thing. It's not like, it's not like this, it's not like the plague where, you know, I remember we were reading some book in seventh grade and it was like, I think before the plague and it was just like people dumping their bucket of like their own like stuff just out the, out, the streets, out the window yeah. on the street. And my teacher's like, pause. She's like, you guys understand why they got the plague, right? Like it's not, it wasn't anything. I, I mean, I, I don't know enough about the origin of it, but I I don't think it was anything like Mm -hmm. we were doing anything wrong. Like, I know there are like discussions on like, should handshakes even be a thing anymore? I do think there will be, I I, I don't know. My parents and I seem to differ on our predictions because I think we're going to be in masks for like, like I at least until next fall, maybe Till early next year mm-hmm. i think more like we're gonna be having to wear masks but just the risk factor is just gonna get better but it's still gonna be like you know oh if you're in a store you have to wear a mask like like certain places you'll still it'll still be enforced but certain places it'll ease up i think it all just depends but yeah my parents I think it's to, like population yeah exactly and i think with disneyland um i know i <laughs> I think just anytime I watch anything now and there's a bunch of people, I'm just like, push <laughs> oh your mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's just going to be when we're, I'm just waiting, you know, you know, when all of this is over or like, you know, we're allowed to go out without wearing a mask. Someone is going to make some like spoof video of like entangled of like of like when will my life no. be in part two or whatever when she's like you know it's gonna happen and just like she could take off her mask and go running and racing and dancing and chasing and so i think there will be a normal it's just gonna be 
there's going to be a weird phase of getting used to being out of quarantine and before i think it's gonna there's gonna be an it's that's that'll be not anytime soon (laughs) yeah disneyland i think it's i yeah disneyland i'm assuming it i mean i don't know la just i don't know what you're doing (laughs) stop going out candace uh, not candace cameron sorry uh kirk cameron (laughs) i'll leave dj out of this kirk cameron stop doing your maskless oh yeah events like you know um <laughs> um uh, but i think yeah because i know like i i it i want to go to disneyland of course i want to go to disneyland but i also don't want to i want to actually have fun and not feel gr- i i'm like curious though do you think like when things open up or like in disney world do you think like they wipe down like rides after people go on them like oh yeah there's like i think videos of them like they have like a kind of like a a spray gun situation where they like sanitize each of the things and they have rotations so it's just like while they're sanitizing one people are using others and then once they get off they change it back to the ones they just sanitized and like so far and so forth i mean as long as it's not a huge Mm -hmm. super spreader like you know so as for now we gotta all just be better uh i guess deal with it be better (laughs) um yes on that note i'm samantha tomlinson and i'm dawson ponziano and you've been listening to that good old disney podcast 